I'm John Boy, and I'm here with Monica Ng, the director of CAPS, the uh, Counseling and Psychological Services here at CU Boulder. And today we're talking about the new virtual reality therapy that's in use at the center. Yes. So I'm kind of curious, virtual reality seems a little out there when it comes to using for therapy. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, we've seen VR and a lot of other things like storytelling and, um, of course, games. But therapy sounds a little, inter- it sounds interesting. Um, how, how originally did you get the idea to start doing a virtual reality as a yeah. therapy tool? Actually, it has been used in a lot of um, private practice, uh, for example, um, to work with people with fear of flying um, for many years. And they are now used in VAs for veterans who come back with PTSD. But it's very rare um, to see that in college counseling centers. So it's not a brand new technology for counseling, but it's definitely new for college counseling. Interesting, interesting. Do you know of any other colleges that are uh, using this technology as well, or is CU the first to...? I know um, Anschutz is using it in their medical um, clinics, but not counseling. I think we, you know, at least in Colorado, I think we are the first. Very nice, very nice. Mm -hmm. All right, um, what kind of issues can be treated through VR therapy, aside from that fear of flying? Is there anything that you're looking at? Because I, um, mm-hmm. I read that you had a, worked a little bit of anxiety as well and mm-hmm. phobias. Yeah, definitely. Um, virtual reality uses exposure therapy. So you bring the person into the uh, scenario where they are most anxious about. So it's um, an evidence-based treatment for anxiety. So it could be fear of presentation in classes, fear of public speaking, uh, anxiety with interviews. So it it's, has a very wide application. Um, we are trying to create our own um, virtual reality for test anxiety uh, for our students as well. So yeah, it, it has a wide application, but it is mostly focused on anxiety disorders. Interesting, mm-hmm. so it kind of puts them in the setting of that mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, so when we are afraid of something, the first thing we would do is try to avoid it. You know, um, it's very unpleasant. We, we just don't want to go there. So um, usually in therapy, we try to guide the students into, you know, try to imagine what it's like to be in that situation. And sometimes when the anxiety is too high, it's really hard to focus on imagining being in that situation. So virtual reality really puts the person in, in that um, scenario um, and it really triggers all the physiological, emotional, and even the thinking, you know, the thoughts, the cognitive um, uh, uh, reactions uh, to, to the feared environment. And then, then we can work with them um, in terms of relaxation techniques, breathing techniques, uh, or even um, restructuring what they're telling themselves, because sometimes we could escalate our own anxiety by what we tell ourselves. So, yeah, so it really makes it more powerful. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, how long has this been in use so far? Um, we just launched it. So um, all our clinicians have gone through the orientation um, for our uh, wired uh, Oculus system. And they just went through the orientation for the wireless one uh, last week. So um, we are ready to launch it and work with students on it. Yeah. Interesting. Um, how many um, se- sessions can one go through with the VR therapy? 
Is it uh, more of a one-time session, or is it used with general therapy, or is it a series of sessions? Yeah, it should be used with um, your regular therapy, Um, and usually it's not from the beginning, because we want students to learn the basic uh, relaxation techniques, breathing techniques, so when you get too anxious, you could reground yourself. So we want to spend some of that session to start, and then gradually introduce them to the VR, and, you know, it really depends on case to case. In some situations, it may not be suitable because anxiety is so high. We don't want to expose them right away and then, you know, create a panic. Yeah. So, you know, the clinician will work individually with the student to decide when and whether it is suitable to use. Okay, so, they, so they're kind of eased into it. Yes. Okay. Yes. And even the program is very gradual. You know, um, we have one program that um, addresses uh, bug you know, like roaches, you know, phobia. And it really starts very gradual with cartoons and, you know, very small roaches to bigger ones. So, you know, we basically want want it to be gradual so that it doesn't overwhelm the student. Yeah. Oh, interesting, interesting. <laughs> um, so the treatment, so treatment kind of eases them into it, kind of mm-hmm. just um, gives them a little bit of a way to kind of ease that anxiety mm-hmm. of the situation by putting them directly into it. Do you, so it's kind of like a um, like direct exposure method. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, but in a safe environment, you know, versus really bringing them into the environment, you know, so they can stop at any time. They could, you know, just take a pause um, to reground themselves. So the student is always in control of how fast they are being exposed to that feared environment. And, and I think that's really important. Yeah. Feeling the student be in control. Yeah, yeah, because when we are anxious or, you know, um, we feel very out of control. I think it's really important in this situation. And they feel safe because the therapist is sitting there to walk them through it also. But they also have the full control of saying, wait, you know, I, I can't proceed further. Can we stop? And we can always stop. Yeah. What are the benefits of VR therapy over traditional therapy? Mm-hmm. What kind does it um, bring new benefits? Does it have any take backs? Is there anything that kind of, um, mm-hmm. it, how do you think it compares to regular therapy? I think it's more powerful when it comes to treating anxiety. So instead of just imagining it, you really put the person in that environment and the heart rate goes up. They start seeing, you know, uh, everything in that environment. They could hear the sounds of that environment. So I think it gives the um, therapist a lot more to work with. So they could talk about how is your body responding right now? How's your heart rate? You know, can we do some breathing? Uh, What are some of your thoughts? So really breaking it down in that moment when the person is brought to that level of anxiety. Um, However, um, it is not, you know, suitable for, students who are very high in anxiety and you know they are not able to ground themselves first Um, and also it's not suitable for um, individuals who have motion sickness because VR really could um, aggravate the motion sickness and and also um, we ask if students uh, before they start we ask if they have any history uh, of seizures so we want to make sure you know any flashing uh, lights will trigger the seizure so we have a consent to go through. Mm-hmm. So you have those kind of guidelines to make sure a student can go through the VR therapy. Do you have any kind of a process to decide if a student should partake in the VR therapy, mm-hmm. or is it kind of, um, or is it kind of just a general uh, consensus? Yeah. So what happens is that 
if student wants to reach out to us, they go through a walk-in screening. So we want to find out what they need. And then um, if, if um, suitable, they will go on to an intake so they meet with the individual therapist. And at that point, they could plan the individual um, therapy goals and you know how fast or what, um, whether they want to integrate virtual reality into it. Yeah. So the student has a little control over if that's something they'd like to go through. Yeah, yeah. So. Interesting. Um, so do you feel like there are any um, specific cases where you'd want to use virtual um, reality mm-hmm. um, in therapy? Oh, definitely for anxiety because it's you know evidence-based for treatment of anxiety and anxiety is one of the highest presenting problems in college students you know not just at CU Boulder but across the nation so um, definitely we want to use that for treatment of anxiety it's not just about exposure we also have a program that has relaxation so students could actually choose a scene if they like a beach or you know in the mountains and choose their own music and just go through some relaxation exercise if they like and stress you know um, is a very high presenting problems in college students and so virtual reality relaxation program will actually help them just take them away for you know a few minutes um, and, and relax how much of a issue do you think um, Boulder has when it comes to anxiety? How widespread do you feel like the problem is? Oh, it's very, <laughs> very high. But we are not so unique that we are out there because across the nation, college counseling centers are looking at the highest um, uh, presenting problem. And then over the years, it has always been anxiety, you know, followed by depression. But anxiety is always on top. So I think it's understandable because I think college students and graduate students go through a lot of stress, not just academically, but also personally because of that stage in their life, there are a lot of changes. So. Kind of the whole quarter life crisis. Yeah. yeah. Can, how can students get involved with the VR therapy? Is there any kind of way that they can maybe help out or work with the VR therapy if they're interested? Or mm-hmm. is that kind of reserved for counselors? Um, right now, um, if they if students want to access it for them for their own treatment, they have to go through the screening and then the intake to become a client, and then the therapist will walk them through the process. But if students just want to get involved, right now we're getting um, some student volunteers and peer educators from Health Promotion to come and try it out and tell us, you know, how it feels like, and so that that's really helpful too. Yeah, we hope to create a virtual reality lab within counseling center so that students could drop by and just use it between sessions. So if they are not even a client, they just want to do a relaxation exercise, they could use it. So we want to eventually get there, but it's nice to have student input. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, How long was this program in development before it opened up just recently? I think um, the idea started maybe in the summer so I was exploring um, resources whether we could even go there and then I did some research um, to find what programs we have and then talking to student affairs who have been very supportive in uh, giving us the resources to build this program so it, it, it has taken us since the summer to now so so just kind of a few months in development already. Yeah, and we want to make sure we have, you know, all the uh, consent forms and what are some of the criteria for including students in this program and what are the criteria that is not suitable. So we want to define that. So it took us some time to research that as well. 
Are there any kind of uh, legal issues that come to using virtual reality, such as with consent mm-hmm. forms? No, mostly it's, it's the medical. You know, we want to make sure you know they don't have motion sickness and uh-huh. yeah, and they don't have seizures. Um, yeah, we want to. So we we research on that to make sure we included all the ones that we need to include in, and then explain that to the students before we start. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, how many do you feel like there will be um, a lot of students using this therapy in the months to come or in the mm-hmm. years to come? Well, I certainly hope so because um, we bring in different kinds of programs as extra tools um, to supplement the or you know the uh, one-to-one therapy that we are doing. So I you know we got these really cool tools. So I hope you know the students will enjoy it and will benefit from it. And we will continue to uh, work on researching to add more programs to our virtual reality um, uh, programs so that, you know, it could be addressing uh, test anxiety and social phobia or even substance abuse. We want to expand that and maybe even expand it to the medical side because I know it's been used on for pain management with Anschutz. So I'm wondering, you know, could we also do that here? So there's a lot of potential. How does that pain management work? That's kind of curious. I'm a little mm-hmm. curious about that. How is it? Yeah, I, you know, I haven't directly seen it, but when I um, talk to some of my colleagues there, they're using it with children um, who are going through procedures that could be painful. And basically, they put them in the virtual reality environment that distracts them from the pain because it's so real to them, they forgot that they are in the clinic or, you know, in, in the room. Interesting. Yeah, that's kind of a that's kind of a something a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and for, it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I do have one question. So, for students who maybe right now can't make it to Caps or maybe um, are busy and um, don't have time for therapy, mm-hmm. what kind of suggestions might you make for dealing with anxiety or phobias? Oh. Is there anything they can do on their um, while they're trying if they're busy and they just can't come? in uh, mm-hmm. are there any things that you suggest to them that help sure, them yeah, yeah. with those issues oh we have you know a lot of options um one of it is uh, silver cloud so it's a telehealth um program so students faculty and staff can log on um, and in there you have the module for anxiety and one for stress and one for depression so it's a self-paced uh, kind of self-help program online. We also have e-let's talk, so you know students could just go on to our website and on the top right corner there's e-let's talk, and they could click on it and they could talk to a counselor, you know, um, just online. So if they don't have time, you know, that's also available. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we also have some workshops, but you know, if it fits their schedule, it would be wonderful because we also have some workshops that focus on just relaxation, meditation, or just managing anxiety. We have an anxiety toolbox uh, workshop, which is quite popular. Yeah. What's, uh, what's that like? Um, it's It has four sessions, and it goes through different ways of managing anxiety. And students could join in at any point um, that they want to. Um, and it basically gives you some tools of how to manage your own anxiety yourself. So I think that's really helpful because when they finish with the workshop, they have, you know, some worksheets and some tools uh, to help themselves outside. So it's not really a therapy, but really like a little class that, you know, yeah, Mm -hmm. self-help seminar. Yeah. 
So there those options, but uh, counseling center is uh, open all year round. So even summer when, if students are in town, we are here. So you know, feel free to reach out to us. Okay. Uh, what other kind of self help uh, programs do you uh, um, offer up for other issues? Hmm. I right now, so far, unfortunately, we only have Silver Cloud, um, which already address some of the main areas that we see, uh, depression, anxiety, and stress. But we are hoping to find more because uh, I think students um, you know, may want to explore those themselves first before going to counseling. And we want to offer as many options as possible that's um, upcoming. Uh, what would you say to someone who might be trying to help a friend to deal with these kinds of issues? There's, is there anything someone can do when it comes to someone else? Is there any way they can help? Yeah. Um, well, anyone could uh, just walk in um, to a counseling center. So whether it's for yourself or you're concerned about someone, um, just walk in. You don't even need an appointment. We open Monday through Friday. Um, so just walk in. Uh, walk in hours are 10 to 4. Um, but we always encourage students to come in because sometimes it's um, very busy near the end of the day. So you might want to come in before 3 just to make sure. Uh, and you can come in and talk about your friends and get some advice on what, you know, um, how you can help. And also we refer to other uh, departments on campus that could be a resource. Maybe it's an academic stress that we could, you know, connect them to case management. Um, you know, it's just education outreach, maybe health promotion. So we, uh, that will be the first um, place a student could come in to get some help. Um, yeah, and information. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know uh, about CAPS, about the VR therapy, about um, any kind of self-help? Yeah. Oh, um, we are always eager to hear students' input, and we are always exploring new options. We just brought in the canine therapy program as well. Um, we want uh, students to find um, ways to engage with us and not see as you know as oh, it's mental health. Um, so if you you know students have any idea, anything creative, you know, don't just don't be shy. Let us know and. If we can do it, you know, we, we want to explore those options. 